Welcome to today's episode of Horizon Radio. One of my coworkers one night, we was just, you know, working and doing our shift, and she told me that she was working over at the jail. And I said, the jail, you know, <laughs> what goes on at the jail? You know, what type of work do you do? I didn't even know nurses worked inside of the jail. Working through challenges and adversity in the transition of her career into corrections, Leonora Muhammad has excelled in the correctional setting. In today's episode, Dr. Muhammad, Senior Director of Quality Improvement and Patient Safety, shares the story of her career journey and describes some of the things Corazon does to provide excellent health care in this challenging environment. As you listen, you'll hear how her experiences equipped her to serve others. Welcome to Horizon Radio. Today with me, I have Dr. Leonora Muhammad. She is the Senior Director of Quality Improvement and Patient Safety here at Horizon Health. Leonora, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Ellie. Very excited to talk with you today. Just wanted to hear a little bit more about you and how you got involved here at Horizon Health. Oh, wow. You know, uh, coming to Horizon Health, it really happened by happenstance. I was actually working um, outside of corrections in skilled nursing facility. And one of my coworkers one night, we was just, you know, working and doing our shift. And she told me that she was working over at the jail. And I said, the jail, you know, <laughs> what goes on at the jail? You know, what type of work do you do? I didn't even know nurses worked inside of the jail. Mm -hmm. And um, she continued to tell me, you know, the typical things that nurses do, like providing sick call and doing medication pass and um, seeing people in intake when they come into the facility. It really got me interested in exploring that as an option as a nurse, because I never actually even heard of correctional nursing until she talked to me that night. And so um, when I started to investigate it, I went over to the jail, filled out the application, and, you know, the rest is history, and I'm here <laughs> uh, 12 years later. <laughs> wow. What was your first job over there at the jail, and what jail was it that you uh, walked into? Oh, yeah. I actually started out at the Medium Security Institution in St. Louis, Missouri, mm -hmm. and it's the medium security uh, facility for the metropolitan area, and they house, you know, low-level crimes, traffic tickets, uh, drill charges, you know, things of that nature. And I actually started as an LPN when I came to Horizon Health. I started out as an LPN, a licensed practical nurse. And I did uh, some of the same things that I talked to the young lady about doing sick call and um, intaking uh, patients into the facility and doing medication pass and following up on mental health complaints and um, just really seeing the patients for any ailments that they had and coming in. So it was very interesting uh, starting out as an LPN. It was really a shock um, from what I had previously been doing at the skilled nursing facilities because your patient population um, goes a little bit lower, you know. So we had juveniles coming into the facility all the way up to patients that were senior in age. And so mm -hmm. it really gave me a huge platform to see a whole list of patients through the uh, lifespan. So that was very interesting. So when you started out, what was one of the most difficult parts of your job as a newcomer to the corrections space? 
Wow. You know, starting off, it was just a challenge because you have to really have very good assessment skills and you really have to have your foundations in nursing and assessment um, really down pat. And so coming into corrections, just the environment itself was an eye opener Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, everything's locked down. You have to be mindful of the supplies that you use. If you have sharp instruments, you can't just have them laying around. And so that was a little bit of a challenge just to get used to the type of environment that you were in. You had to make sure that um, security came first. And Mm -hmm. that is a little different from what you'll see outside of corrections because, most of the time outside of corrections, you know, the medical comes first, the patient's um, care comes first. But when you're working inside of a correctional facility, it's really what security happens first. And we have to maintain security to make sure that we stay safe as employees and that we keep our patients safe and we also keep the officer and custody staff safe. So that was an adjustment that I had to get used to to just make sure that I, you know, my uh, instruments, my tools that I use, you know, make sure everything is locked, um, the medication cart, and be responsible and be aware of everything that we use and touch. So that was the biggest challenge. I'm glad, I'm glad that you brought up the correctional officers. I feel like a lot of the other nurses I've spoken to throughout my time here at Crescent Health uh, the officers got a lot of recognition for keeping the facilities safe. And I know that safety is one of our, our biggest, I would just say one of our main focuses here at Crisis Health. And without the correctional officers, we couldn't keep safe on our in our facilities. So that's, that's awesome that you gave them that recognition. Yeah, absolutely. Safety is one of our smart values. Mm-hmm. The first S in SMART, you know, is to maintain safety. And we really rely on the custody staff members to help us out and make sure that we stay cognizant of what we're doing, where we're going, and uh, what processes that we use. So it's really a partnership between the custody staff and medical staff because they have our backs, we have their back, we communicate with them and let them know when we see things that are not safe or things that we might need to address, and they do so as well if they come into the medical unit and they see things. So the communication between custody staff and with our medical staff is very key um, to providing care inside of a correctional facility. So we really lean on our correctional officers. We love them. You know, uh, they, mm-hmm. they guide us through the facilities, take us on med- medication paths. Um, they take us, you know, to do sick calls in, in some of the housing units or when we have to go and talk to patients about their mental health status. They are right there, right uh, beside us as we go door to door or into those housing units to make sure that we provide the best care. So we couldn't do what we do without the correctional officers um, there to help us. That's that is quite the partnership, and I think that's also something that's attractive about working in the correctional health care space because you do learn to lean on your team in a different way that you would while in a hospital. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And um, one of the things that people, um, when they come into corrections or they even think about coming into corrections, they're worried about their safety. Mm -hmm. And that's the number one question that I always get asked when I uh, tell people I work in corrections and they will say, oh, well, is it safe there? You know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, (laughs) we have officers around us 24-7, you know, so wherever we are, if we're in medical unit, um, seeing patients, they're there. If we're in the housing unit, seeing patients, they're there. They're everywhere, you know, and 
And so it really is a safe environment. And sometimes, you know, even outside of corrections, when you're working in hospitals and, and skilled nursing facilities and provider offices and stuff, you don't have that security there, you know, or maybe oh, yeah. one security officer for the whole entire uh, facility. But uh, inside of corrections, uh, facility. We have plenty of uh, correctional officers staff that are there. You can either call them, you see them walking down the halls, or they're actually right there with you as you're providing the care. So um, that's the number one thing I talk to folks that are interested in getting in corrections is about the safety and how safe that I do feel uh, working in corrections. That's great. That is awesome. And I know you when you started out uh, with how you got started here, you started as an LPN, and obviously you're at a senior director level. How did you get from uh, from those two different positions? Wow, it, it has been such a journey. Like I said, I've been in corrections now for 12 years. And starting out as the medium security institution as an LPN, I honestly did not even see this day <laughs> now <laughs> that I look back at it. I didn't even see uh, me get into this day because actually – one, when I first started in corrections, you know, I, I'm a bubbly person. I have a <laughs> bubbly personality. I'm smiling all the time. Um, I always have a smile on my face. And actually, uh, you know, one of my other coworkers, one of the uh, custody staff coworkers said, you know, why do you smile so much? I don't know if you're <laughs> going to make it here. I don't know if you're going to make oh, it here this week because you got to toughen up. You know, and uh, one thing that I just always pride myself on is just making sure that I maintain uh, my personality no matter what the environment is. And so um, I just kind of, you know, made that as one of my goals in working in corrections is just to maintain you, you know, be you, but take care of your patients inside of this environment. And so um, after becoming LPN, I still was continuing in school um, in my uh, REN career path, and I completed my REN a couple of years later, and then I transitioned into becoming a charge nurse as an REN at the same facility. And I did that for a few years, and then who I would believe was my, uh, now that I know is my mentor, uh, I didn't know back then, but now Aww. I know that um, I, I had mentors all around me that I just was not aware of. And people seen things in me and, you know, really encouraged me to apply for a director of nursing position. Okay. And so I did eventually uh, apply for the position and I was chosen and I did that for about, about six or so uh, mm -hmm. years as a director of nursing. And I transitioned over to our maximum security, which is the criminal justice center in St. Louis, downtown St. Louis. And I transitioned okay. into that position. I did that for six years. And so I think that, Continuing your education is very important, and that was one thing I always wanted to continue to do, no matter what position I was in. And even as I worked as a DON, I also was still in school. You wow! Know, I just kept, you know, going and moving, and then eventually, you know, I finished up my BSN degree, mm -hmm. and then I changed roles again and became a regional clinical services manager. So essentially a director of nursing for a region. And then I started, you know, working out in our Western region with our Western jails in the United States. And so I did that for a couple of years. Then I transitioned into education. Okay. That also is a passion of mine is to teach and train. And um, the position came open in our nursing services department. 
And so I started working as a senior clinical education specialist for our nursing services team. So that really allowed me to be able to influence what's going on with our policies and procedures for our nursing staff. You know, what are the best things or what's the best practices that we can use to provide the care for our patients. And so I really enjoyed uh, working and being able to create processes and programs within the nursing services team because I had actually been working on the floor. And so oh, I yeah. believe that that experience helps a lot when you're actually writing these policies because you know what's capable to be done at a facility because you've been in that role before. So I think that's very important for staff to know and have in healthcare support team um, folks that work um, in our office to know that we've had that experience, we know what has been going on, what you're capable of doing, what barriers and what challenges you may have. And I think that really helps in a role. So that's a lot. And now, just recently, well, I guess it's going on two years now, um, that I've been in the Senior Director of Quality and Patient Safety. And, and it really just also lends to more development of decreasing our risk for our patients, for our employees, for our clients. And that's my primary role right now. So okay. it's definitely been a journey um, the last 12 years. And I've enjoyed every step of the way. Did I think I was going to be here? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, I, when I came to corrections, I thought I was going to be working as a nurse and providing and taking care of my patients. But now in this role, I can help even so much more patients. And I'm so proud of that. It seems like you've really run the gamut as far as LPN, DON, now you're director level, senior director level. Uh, what advice would you give, not even just to somebody that wants to work in corrections, as you gave us earlier, but just somebody that's starting out maybe as an LPN or an RN that sees our career path to becoming, you know, an upper management? Yeah, I think um, the advice I would give folks that's starting out with students that's enrolled in nursing programs now and really want to um, figure out what their career plan is just to know that the sky's the limit. You know, one um, reason why a lot of folks get into nursing is because it's just so many opportunities and so many things to do inside of the nursing career, whether it's working in the hospital, whether it's working in skilled nursing facilities in the office or in corrections, mm -hmm. you can do anything that you want to do. You can teach, you can do case management. It, it's just so many, I mean, the sky is the limit. So I would tell them that, you know, if you don't know about corrections, find out about corrections, you know, don't listen to what you heard, find out for yourself. And, you know, come in, really figure out what we do, because it is such a rewarding um, specialty and is actually um, acknowledged by the American Nursing Association as a, a specialty. Correctional nursing is a specialty now and has been for quite a while. And so um, people uh, that are starting out in their careers are looking for their niche and what they're passionate about. And you know, corrections is just one thing that some people love it, some people hate it, but you mm -hmm. got to try it out first, you know, yes. so I would just say, just know the sky's the limit, research what you want to do, come in, check it out. Some of the facilities even have opportunities where you can come in and you can shadow um, and see what's going on in the facilities before you get started. Yeah, and I even know some of our facilities have internship programs, whether it's a medical assistant or it's a nursing staff. Um, that they can come in and they can shadow or do the internship while they're still in school 
and then they could possibly be hired on after they've completed their externship and they come right into corrections. They already have um, seen what goes on, they've practiced in it, and now they can start their career out in corrections. So that would be my advice for um, our new students and new grads. That's that's great. And also, I was thinking as I was listening to you speak, is there anything that you wish you could have told yourself when you started out as an LPN walking into the jail in St. Louis? Uh, something that you know now, you know, as a senior director that you could have given yourself a bit of advice or encouragement? Yeah, I think now that I reflect back on my years in corrections, one thing I wish I would have known or thought about when I was actually in the facilities is how my role fit into the bigger picture mm -hmm. of what was actually going on. Because I think when you're working inside of a facility, sometimes it feels like you're on an island alone, you know, or okay. it's your own little island and you're mm -hmm. by yourself and you don't understand like how big of a piece that you play in the whole overall scheme of correctional healthcare. And you know, if I think I, if I understood that a little bit more, then I could have made better impact, if that makes sense. So just knowing that you have people out there that are willing to help you. We have a huge healthcare support team office that full of employees that are ready to help those individuals that are working in our facilities, our health service administrators mm -hmm. and our directors of nursing and our behavioral health uh, leads and staff and our site medical directors, you know, um, they need guidance and they need help. And just know that the healthcare support team employees are here to help you because, you know, that problem that you might be having, I'm pretty sure that problem has happened in another facility across the country. And so that's why it's important for us to communicate and work as a team to be able to talk about policies that come up or things mm -hmm. that you might have a question about and you don't know like where to go with um, the next steps. And it's so great to have that support and that network and that communication uh, with our uh, healthcare support team staff. So I, I just wish I just knew back then how uh, important my role was and then that it helped um, create a better picture for us overall and making sure that we stay in compliance at our sites so that we all look good and we're providing the best care that we can to our patients across the country. That's a great point. And I wanted to know, what are you working on now that's interesting or exciting with your team or just personally? Okay, well, personally, um, I am, if you didn't know, I'm an author. And Ooh. I have just uh, been a co-author in a book series called Fearless Visionaries Tear the Veil. And um, this book is actually a book uh, co-authored by 18 women from across wow. the world. Um, and we've come together to uh, create what we call a book of missions to help women to heal from their pain, their trauma um, that they may be going through. And um, one of the reasons why I wanted to write a chapter in this book is because from a nursing perspective, I wanted nurses to understand that, you know, uh, even though we're nursing and we're nursing professionals, we go through things too. And this is very, and this happens in all levels of career and okay. all, everywhere. 
you know, where people go through things and they have challenges that they have to break through and they have to get through. And I wanted nurses to know that, you know, even though I'm Senior Director of Quality and Patient Safety for Corizon, I had a journey and I started at a place, you know, and it led me to this role. And I wanted nurses to know and be empowered that even though you go through things, you still can come out on top and you can still um, get to the career path that you want to do. And so Fearless Visionary Chair to Bell is really where we just share our stories and we want other people to be able to feel heal from what they're going through, whether it's trauma, PTSD, mental mm-hmm. health issues, because we talk a, a, a whole lot about a lot of different topics in there. And so I'm so excited about that book. And um, I really think that it is a platform that help us from a patient perspective too as well, because a little bit of my, about my story, I talk about how I started out in my journey of, you know, growing up in poverty and raised by a single parent. Mm-hmm. And some of our patients that we take care of come through that same environment. And I think that is the reason why I stayed in corrections for so long too as well, because when I first got into corrections, I identified that this really is my passion because mm-hmm. Most nurses that go to school, they go to school because they want to help people. If you ask any nurse out there, you say, hey, why did you become a nurse? They say, oh, I became a nurse because I want to help people. Well, this is the population to help because these are the same people that grew up in the neighborhoods that I grew up in Mm -hmm. that, you know, may have not made the best decisions in life that landed them into a place uh, in our correctional facilities. And they need help, too. And they need help um, with their patient health and, you know, um, positive outcomes we want for these patients. And so that was the reason why I was so passionate about corrections. And that's why I'm still here 12 years later, because I want to be able to help this population um, increase their health status and uh, decrease negative outcomes for their health. And without getting too far into your book, because I am very interested and would like to hear more about it on a separate episode, I want to know how did you get connected with all of these women that that you wrote your book with? Well, actually, the the leader of Fearless Visionaries is my former classmate in my doctoral oh, program. That's so great. I continue my journey through nursing uh, school and yeah. I was getting my doctor of nursing practice. One of my uh, classmates was actually getting her doctor of nursing practice in uh, psychiatric health. And so she had already been a, a author, um, so many books. She's written 24 books now and been a bestseller. And actually, our book is a bestseller on Amazon. Oh, congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah. Wow. So, yes. So it just came together because we realized that she had been through trauma and had suffered things too as well and had overcame it. And as people started to tell their stories, she said, oh, I think we got something good here. You know, oh, yeah. On the world that want to tell their story too as well and when I think about corrections there are many women in our correctional facilities that have a story to tell that have been through trauma and that may have led them to becoming incarcerated in the first place so we want to uh, have a book out there to help women especially women that's incarcerated too as well mm-hmm. to get through what they've been through and to help them through so that they can start to transform and reform their lives into something positive. Wow. It sounds like you have been very busy, not only at work, but of course with oh, your yeah. book. <laughs> I, I, I am always busy. <laughs> oh, it's, that is so great though. And I would be interested in hosting you again to hear more about your book, if that's something you're willing to do with us, doctor. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. We want Great. to get the word out there because we are here to help women and, and men, too. We're, we're oh, yeah. help whoever needs to help, um, but especially women and especially women in, in corrections, too, as well. But I would love to talk more about um, Fearless Visionaries and Taryn Bell. And I think we should definitely add a link to your book on the website, if that's also okay with you, so we can get that promoted. I would love to see it for myself as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great, great. Well, you know what, Leonora, I really appreciate your time. You're very busy. I think you have a lot going on. So thanks for sharing your time with us. Oh, you're totally welcome. Thank you for having me. And we look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. For more information, visit horizonhealth.com.